welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily today discussing free agents. Yeah, that's right. It's training camp, but there's still a few good players out there. Any players that could maybe get signed and help some teams. Let's break it all down, Sam. Uh, we're looking at, you know, maybe some veterans who also don't want to sign because they want to miss training camp. But there are still some veterans out there who could be signed. Some, I think, are mulling retirement as well. But let's go through some of the lists, starting with uh, Mitchell Schwartz of the Kansas City Chiefs. If he did want to come back and he was healthy and ready to go, we're talking about one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I think Mitchell Schwartz is still working his way back from injury. Who knows how healthy he is? He's definitely an option out there, potentially getting into the season for a team that ends up uh, needy on the offensive line. There's some names here, though, that I think could help teams right away. And I'm actually surprised they haven't been signed. Obviously, Richard Sherman was dealing with uh, what happened in his offseason off the field. But K.J. Wright is still one of the best linebackers in the NFL and showed last year that he's probably more versatile than was given credit for. Like, changed positions within Seattle's defense, still played really well, is a three-down linebacker, can do anything you want him to do if you have a hole at linebacker or a need, which, frankly, half the NFL does, K.J. Wright is an upgrade for you. Um, and then the other one I think that makes a ton of sense for some teams, Austin Ryder, who was Kansas City's starting center last season, and a pretty good one, particularly when it comes to pass blocking, would upgrade several teams in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings are still planning on rolling into the season with Garrett Bradbury at center, who last season had a PFF pass blocking grade of 38. 38.8. Okay, let's give him credit. 39. Um, Rounded up. Yeah. Austin Ryder would be a massive upgrade from Garrett Bradby for a team that expects to be going to the playoffs and contending. Like, that's genuinely a needle-moving uh, adjustment at a position of need for a team that they can they can make in the start of August. Yeah, it's a pretty good group of offensive linemen. I know the, the point on Schwartz is we don't really know. Um, Russell Okung is still out there. You know, st starting potential left tackle. Well, that's because Bitcoin crashed. So. Oh, yeah, but he's got to <laughs> wait on Bitcoin there. And then uh, Rick Wagner, another starting tackle. I want to talk about him in a second. But the writer example is a, is a good one uh, because, yeah, he's been a, just a good, solid productive center so there is some offensive line help potentially out there david DeCastro is a tricky one we don't know if he's going to retire or not but he's technically probably, a free agent yeah probably an injury an injury limiting thing like he essentially was released because he's going to get surgery and miss the season anyway so probably not an option but rick wagner's the one i think you know when i look at this green bay packers offense and i you know they were one of the best teams in the nfl of course last year but their offensive line has been so good for a while and wagner was excellent last season at right tackle he was coming he he improved he he came over from detroit improved upon a down 2019 season but wagner has graded at 71 or better in four of his last five seasons that includes 2016 with baltimore a couple years in detroit had that one bad year in 2019 and then last year a 78.2 pff grade that was excellent pass blocking excellent run blocking wagner gave up a career low 19 pressures last season so he was a really big part of that really good Packers offense and Wagner still being out there we just saw Morgan Moses get signed a few weeks back to start that right tackle for the Jets I think Wagner can do that for other teams that have you know questions at right tackle yeah look it, the time of exciting free agent signings is over but you can get really good players that will make a, a difference to your team right now 
who can potentially start in some cases. Like you may have your heart set on somebody that's, you know, lower down or was lower down the depth chart or was young a year ago, taking a step forward in training camp, showing you that he can be the guy at a certain spot. But it'll become pretty evident pretty quickly that you were wrong. And <laughs> that guy's just not going to take the step you thought he would. And when that happens, these guys are sitting there waiting to pick up the pieces and to sort of rescue you like a white knight riding in to save the day. Okay, it's not a particularly exciting addition, but like the difference between a weak link at that spot and having a guy who's solid is a massive thing, particularly for a team that expects to be good. So don't, you know, don't scoff at the idea of guys like Rick Wagner or Russell Okun coming in and being very valuable additions to a team. So I think that's the key. When you're talking about these offensive linemen, you have highlighted, you know, improving the weak link system. I want to look at some defensive linemen, though, because they add a little bit of a different component. Guys like Jarrell Casey, K1 Short, Geno Atkins, guys that have had all sorts of injury problems yeah. and they're getting old. They're all in their 30s, but they're all still out there as well. And those guys, when, when you're talking about defensive linemen, you don't have to play a thousand snaps. It's just 300 snaps here, maybe 500 snaps tops. As part of a defensive line rotation, these guys are worth a look just to see if they could, you know, turn back the clock just a little bit in a smaller right. sample size. Now you're talking depth and what these guys can bring and can they give you some snaps and some pass rush and some pressure and some plus play that you're not necessarily going to get from your other defensive linemen. Plus, they give you the ability to scale down the workload of the other defensive linemen as well and potentially have a, a, a boosting effect, you know, a combined effect, right? They, they boost because of the snaps they can give you and because of the extra rest that you can give the guys you currently have starting. So those three guys in particular, Casey Short, Atkins, they've all battled injuries and, and issues, but I think all three of those guys are worth kicking the tires on and seeing if they can still uh, do stuff. And then there's, you know, a couple of other positions that, again, are more of this, you know, does he bring something? Does he add a little something to the team? Kenny Stills at wide receiver. Nobody's ever quite been able to work out why he's productive, but he is. Like, consistently is a productive deep threat within an offense. If your offense is Ex missing that. Explain that, though, for people, because we're, we're only saying that because he's, he's a speed receiver, yeah. Stills. He always seems to just create big plays, but it's like running through a busted coverage and different stuff like that but he has added a valuable deep component to whichever offense he's been a part of since entering the league yeah he's kind of like a poor man's will fuller in terms of it's difficult like it's difficult to it's difficult to entirely articulate why he's he has this effect on defenses and on, on an offense that he's in but it consistently happens and teams you know keep punting him to the side like the dude's been on what three or four different teams in his career but every time he's been on the field it's worked and it's had success and it's been productive so if, again he's only 29 like if you're a team that has a gaping hole or an absence of a deep threat and nobody that is willing to or is capable of taking the top off a of defense and putting that fear into them I, you should absolutely be kicking the tires and kenny stills and seeing if if he will come in and add that to your team it, these guys are at least looking at because you don't know football is a tough game right when you get into year seven eight nine ten of your career a lot of times you do just kind of fall off a cliff just a little bit right i mean it, it you just you lose a step whatever it is golden tate you know so so before i get into golden tate as a potential option i think where i 
where I get uh, lost a little bit in some of this is I'll say, yeah, he's coming off a you know subpar year, but look at two years ago. Sometimes I look at that two years ago and I get so intrigued. And that's what happens to me when I look at Golden Tate. He averaged 13.8 yards per catch just two years ago. That was the best that we've seen from him actually in his entire career. Uh, 19 contested catches, over 50%. That's over in PFF premium stats, a part of your PFF elite package. Golden Tate, one of those guys who can create after the catch and win at the catch point, even you know over 10 years into his career, can Golden Tate, not, it doesn't have to be a number one or even a number two, but as a complimentary piece, still have something to offer, right? Yeah, potentially. I mean, certainly, again, if, you, if you're one of these teams that has an extremely weak receiving core, of which there are a few, he's definitely a guy to kick the tires on. Um, and there's another couple of names just to throw out there. Nikel Roby Coleman has been a, an extremely good, talented slot corner. Um, again, isn't necessarily coming off his best work, but is still young enough and has a proven enough track record that could be a really interesting addition to some team. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys like that. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey Boston has got some pretty good play in, and is a sort of certain scheme-specific safety, but as only 29, again, could add something to your team. So, yeah, like if, you, if you are a team that has a pretty obvious problem area during training camp, during preseason, there's probably a guy out there on the free agent market they can address it. And one of the things we'll probably do here on the PFF NFL Daily is not just break down these free agents, but when there are cuts, and there will be cuts, there will be surprising players. There will be blood. On, on the streets in the coming weeks, and we'll break those guys down too. So as much as we love to talk about the draft and talk about big free agency in March, these team-building decisions also go a long way. So NFL teams, take notice. Still some pretty good players out there to fill potential holes on your roster. The PFF NFL Daily.